Hello, everyone, and welcome to HR Works, a podcast for HR professionals. We really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to join us. I'm the host of HR Works, Jim Davis, and the editor of the HR Daily Advisor. This is our second episode with our sponsor, Administrate, an EdTech infrastructure platform that provides configurable training management solutions for enterprises across the globe. Based in Edinburgh, Scotland, with offices in Montana, USA, and Beirut, Lebanon, Administrate is a diverse, creative software company born from within the training industry that focuses on creating the ultimate human organization in culture, practice, and product. Now in its sixth year, Administrate is proud to support the training teams of Fortune 100 companies in the US, EU, and the EMEA regions with a team of 100 talented professionals focused on creating and delivering learning and development technology innovation. Last time we discussed new ways for employers to get a hold of their training metrics in order to unlock the true potential of their training programs, as well as to rapidly expand a training program. Today, we have Administrate CEO John Peebles back with us on the show, along with one of his clients, to discuss what this process looks like. Prior to Administrate, John helped found Fort Lauderdale-based Century Data Systems, where he served as Chief Information Officer and VP of Operations, while it grew to more than $30 million in revenue within five years. He is passionate about education, teamwork, technology, and mental health in the workplace, and often speaks on these subjects around the world. We also have one of John's clients, Kevin Streeter, Vice President of Forge Rock University at Forge Rock. Kevin is a leader in the IT learning and development industry and currently the Vice President of Forge Rock University at Forge Rock, a leader in digital identity and access management. He is also a director of SEDMA, Computer Education Managers Association, and known for innovating unique learning and development initiatives in response to learner and analytics. Prior to Forge Rock, Kevin spent nearly 20 years in various service delivery, project management, and training leadership roles at Sun Microsystems. Thank you very much, John and Kevin, for joining us today. It's a real pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Um, For those of our listeners that didn't get a chance to listen to our last episode, perhaps John could just briefly tell us about why he does what he does. <laughs> well, the reason that uh, we at Administrate like to think we exist is to hopefully facilitate uh, real success stories like Kevin and his team have managed at Fordrock. And the way that we hope to do that is by providing critical learning infrastructure that deals with things like logistics training records and so on, and the deeper business intelligence that is required to run complex training delivery, usually in a multinational uh, scenario. Well put. Um, how did, uh, maybe it's, maybe this one's for Kevin. How did you find John? <laughs> um, well, it was uh, back in the early days of Forge Rocks. So we're a 10 year old company, um, started in, the, in Norway, uh, 2010. And I came on board two years later to set up the the global training organization. And I'd previously worked uh, for Sun Microsystems that had its own in-house training management system. And I I knew what I needed to enable Fordrock to grow and be a, a global company. We had a vision that we were going to go from five people to being a, a global leader in the identity space. Um, but we were still only a very small company, but I knew we were going to have to put software and systems in place that would allow us to grow rapidly. So I started a search very early on for something that was very similar to what we had in Sun Educational Services. 
which was a training management system that understood everything about the learners, but engaged with the business. And went to a, a number of trade shows, went to uh, learning technologies in London, and I knew what I was looking for. And it, it, everywhere I went, all I could find was LMSs that were focused on learner data, learner engagement, nothing actually to help run the business. And I guess a phrase I, I, I used early on was I was looking for the, the ERP, the Enterprise Resource Planning Tool for learning and uh, found a number of different vendors all saying, yeah, we can do that. And as soon as you look at them, they can't do it. They don't understand how to run a business. A huge amount of information about learners. So um, anyway, right at the end, two days searching, uh, I think it was the last afternoon, um, tiny booth open far extreme of the exhibition hall. Uh, I found these two guys that were on the stand with just one piece of software to demonstrate. And I started talking about my needs and they just went, that's what we do. You need to come and meet our chief exec. And that was John. Um, and we've been talking ever since. Those are some good salespeople. I hope they were well rewarded. <laughs> now, it was it was really uh, an interesting progression, I would say, too, because uh, as you mentioned in the intro, Administrate was a software product that grew out of an internal tool that had been used to run a training company. And we were still kind of early in on this thesis that we want to be this learning infrastructure that supports training operations. And it was customers like Kevin who came to us with these, these ambitions that said, you know, we've got global training operations to run or scale and, and we're going to move really fast and so on. And I think it, it was in combination you know, at the time we were really concerned about, well, internal software, as it becomes commercialized, you know, there's challenges and you've got to make investments and so on. And, uh, and you know, we were, we were thinking about, you know, the six month ahead kind of time frame at that time. And mm -hmm. Kevin really came with this five year, 10 year horizon in many ways, uh, and forced us to kind of start thinking much more deeply about this problem, as Kevin put it, how do you engage with the broader business as a learning and training operation? And so, you know, it's, it's really been uh, satisfying to watch Fordrock explode from nothing to this billion dollar company that they are today. And, uh, and to see how much that has stressed this idea of can we scale and can we uh, facilitate at scale without needing to add huge amounts of bodies and, and additional process and all, and all that type of thing? Can we, can we just have the software help us? I think this has been very important for, for Fordrop because I haven't had to change anything in terms of our, our tech stack that we've built out. And this is a discussion that John and I have been having now for six, six plus years. Um, and I knew that, that Fortrop was on a path that if all things went well, we should be heading within 10 years or so towards an IPO. Well, we've just announced a few months ago, a Series E funding and our intention to go for an IPO in the very near future. Mm -hmm. um, ha having had that, that view a long time ago, six years ago, going, I know we're going to need to put things in place was really helpful because it's 
actually allowed us just to deliver everything that we needed to do and grow the company really fast and work with a partner that understands the journey we're on. Can you talk a little bit about what it was that you saw? You know, what's the real difference between LMS that that gives you all the data you could ever want on your learners and something that supports the business side? Well, it's the the key to it is actually understanding all of all of the dimensions of the business that matter to other stakeholders in the organization. So uh, this is where my idea about the, the ERP of training comes in. You've got to have direct connection between the learners and the spend, the, the financial metrics. You've got to have connection with other systems. So we use digital credentialing. We use digital badging system very heavily. You need to make sure that you can see your learner from the point that they first came in contact with you, the progress through the CRM, their payment history, um, right the way through to the learner experience, what classes did they do, what, what certifications have they taken, what badges have you completed, and be able to see that holistic view. And that's far more than any normal LMS can do. Um, so you've got to see the, everything. You need a CRM, you need a sales system, you need a marketing integration, you need your learning integration. And most organizations I talked to just couldn't even understand the concept, let alone show a product that actually did all of this. Yeah, I, I'm getting some flashbacks to my conversation with John last time, you know, where we were talking about, you know, his goal was to integrate, to be able to integrate multiple systems, really any yeah. system with his software, yeah. which I, I've done a little bit of programming in my life. I know how, you know, and I've worked with some complex systems. I know how complicated that is and what a challenge that is. And well, it, it's certainly not easy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think if, if you make that, that your goal, you know, this idea that you can integrate and should integrate uh, and will integrate, then it becomes easier. And I think also it's uh, it's ambitious. Um, not a lot of probably learning leaders are going around thinking, wow, uh, the, the next thing that I want to do with my career is manage three or four complex software integration, you know, <laughs> activities. Um, and so, you know, I think ForgeRock as an early adopter of this strategy had a leg up because Kevin came from a software background. ForgeRock's a software company. You know, there were definitely uh, some areas where, where they could move faster and, and better in the early days. But the goal now is to, to really treat it like marketing folks and their tool sets uh, have today, which is, you know, marketing teams are very, very fluent in being able to glue together lots of different tools. We want to see the same fluency happen within the education space because there's so many great education tools out there. And Kevin is probably, and his team have probably changed tools a number of times from this to that, to whatever that best fits their business at the time. And that you need that freedom. And, and so that's really what uh, what we want to see. One of the things that we've learned from our surveys, we do a training survey almost every year, is that everybody knows that understanding training ROI is important. Demonstrating training ROI to leaders is important. And almost no one uh, tracks it or has a way to track what the real value of their training is uh, and whether it's worth it or not, which... It's both shocking and unsurprising at the same time. Um, uh, so, Kevin, is that something 
do you feel like you have a real handle? It sounds like it on what the exact return is when you guys engage in a training regimen. Uh, I wouldn't say the the exact return, but what we can see is a lot of really good trend data and a lot of insight. In the trend data, we we've got to a situation in full drop where um, we've come from an environment where in, in some microsystems we were at the early days of cloud-based software. Um, so everything we use in Fordrop is cloud-orientated. Um, so we have in our ecosystem, Marketo, Salesforce, Administrate, and we just, everything talks to everything else. So we can build up a holistic view of if somebody is interested in our product set and they then come on an introduction introductory training course we can put that together and get a far better view of their journey um, and their relationship with the company when you bring detailed learning analytics into that you can actually see okay so did this person come on a course did that then get link across to moving on to the the next stage of procurement where how do all these things fit together uh, and as john said Marketing people have got very good at this, but you need to bring in the learning side because a lot of the key influences in technology decision making are the the techies who have their hands on using the products, saying, yes, this does our job or no, it doesn't. They're the people that are coming through my learning experiences. They're coming on the Fordroid University training courses. We need to feed that data into the picture. Um, once you do that, the business as a whole can see the return on having a, a learning business within the company. Um, so we can see net value for the business has been generated by incorporating learning. The other side of it is uh, it's very important to see how well we're engaging with our learners. So uh, uh, one of the stories I like to talk about is the the insight we got about um, our credentialing. So we've been using digital badges and um, we found that actually by looking at the analytics, customers that engaged with us on a faster and were more active with Fordrock overall um, were people that had got their badge early. But that was a manual process issuing the digital credentials and uh, that's where we went to administrate and said, okay, we need to automate this. We need to make this really fast. Um, the end result of that is that we now issue digital credentials as soon as a class finishes. And we know when the class finishes because that's in the administrative platform. Mm -hmm. That then causes the digital badge to be issued immediately. And that the fact that we've tied those two together means that the learner can immediately get something recognizing their completion and they're immediately moving on to the next activity with Fordrock, which may be to join another webinar or something that marketing's created or download something. And we can see them progressing and that, that's business value being created very rapidly. It's, a, it's what an interesting thing to come upon, you know, learning the value of that immediacy. Um, yeah. When I was talking with John last time, he talked a little bit about uh, his relationship with your organization and mentioned, you know, that it was a 
pretty powerful learning experience for both of you and that <laughs> you guys were able to provide him with some some innovations that maybe they hadn't considered. I don't know if you guys would like to talk about that a little bit. Oh, no, no. We've only got an hour, I think. <laughs> Kevin's got a long list of innovations he's helped contribute to arts. <laughs> it's, it's been, a, t it's been a, a proper partnership because I've learned a lot and my team have learned a huge amount from administrate and vice versa. So uh, we got into digital credentialing very early. Um, it's something that I, I could see would add a lot of value. Um, we did a, a an integration with Administrate, and that's just carried on. And Administrate, I now look at the product and go, well, it, it looks like digital credentialing has just always been baked into the platform. It, it's just a natural part of what John's team does. Um, but lots of dimensions. So integrating with other tools, integrating with CRM site Salesforce. Um, integrating with things that are unique to, to my world of technical training, where we need to have technical labs provisioned for the student as soon as they sign up. Um, that was another really good integration that we did. And I now go to the, the Administrate website and I go, that looks like a really good product that I'd like to buy. Um, and I'd like to put that in my organization. And then I look through all of the really good things that uh, John's team's created and go, Actually, most of that came out of the partnership with Fortrock. Yeah, it's it's true, and I think for us, another real key validation uh, step that is probably behind the scenes a bit is that Fortrock very early on was one of the first customers that actually had an engineer assigned to the training team. I Maybe mean, it was a couple of engineers. I can't even remember. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, basically, they you know Fortrock had things that they needed to get done. And we talked about this a little bit before our, our, we know we're never going to be the best at everything. And so we were, but we were early on on this, on this thesis that, you know, we can be an infrastructure, we can be a platform to build against. And, uh, the, the engineer at Fordrock was one of the very early adopters of really stressing our API at the time, and also providing a lot of feedback with the next generation API that we now have that powers the bulk of the platform and these integrations and just watching the freedom that that gave to customers who, you know, uh, Ke Kevin, our priorities don't always line up perfectly hundred percent of the time, funnily enough. And, uh, <laughs> when that happens, you know, it, there is that freedom. And so this engineer just got really stuck in and started building out a ton of, a ton of stuff that eventually was, was subsumed back in the product, right? Because we were like, well, we, that's those are great features, and 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 they'll be really valuable. But it was it was that interaction with the engineers and what what they were trying to do that led us to basically launch our engineering and developer portal, which is now uh, a real key differentiator. And and again, one of those things that we want to excite technical teams when we're talking with customers and prospects about doing something, we don't want them to be rolling their eyes and, you know, be like, Oh, great. Here's more work to do. We want to provide them great tools and get them excited. And, and Fordrock was an early uh, litmus test of whether that would be the case or not. And so that that's been a, a game changer for us over the last few years. And it kind of started in an almost innocuous, um, you know, just, just one of these, these things. Well, well, here's an API, go build it yourself. 
and uh, and it's been really interesting to see. It's really nice when you see something that you, your own organization's created. So if the, the developers of Fordrop created this really nice integrated user interface that completely integrates with everything else that we had in our customer portal, when you see that being replicated in one of your supplier's products, you think, yep, that, that was really nice. They, they, they've appreciated what we've done and um, they can take that forward. I think what's really important is the learner hasn't been forgotten in all of this. The learner experience has continued to get better. And the, even though there's a lot of engineering and a lot of integration going on, it's all been about making the journey for the learner the best that they, they could possibly have, whilst also making sure you're looking after the needs of the business, the needs of the wider organization. Um, I'm very tied into to, uh, our overall corporate goals because Fortrock started as an open source company. And when you're in the open source world, you basically make your money from services. One of the few services you have is learning. Um, you can pay. So our, when the company started, the first two services we had was technical support and training. Um, it gives the priority to learning that you don't always find. Um, what's also been very helpful is one of the founders of the company is somebody who's come from the technical training world uh, that I used to work with at Sun Microsystems. And that means that there's board level um, understanding of the importance of learning. And I could say that's been a really helpful part of, of enabling all of this is everyone's aware that, that learning is important. We don't have to have that discussion in Fordrop. It, it's just a given that learning's important. Yeah, and one thing I would even add to that, uh, Kevin, that just from the outside looking in is because because you have the infrastructure bedded in, we're never really talking about problems that you would classically focus on within a training operation. So you know things like fill rate or you know survey responses or or these types of things, those aren't the problems that you know I'm ever hearing. Fordrock and the training team grap they're grappling with. It's about how do we integrate, right? So it's kind of that's always the next, what is the next integration that we're going to do? And the second is whatever the Fordrock priority, the, the company's priority is, is what we're talking about. So, you know, whether it was a couple of years ago, achieving compliance with X, Y, and Z so that your know, new product could be launched in a new market or you know, I, I'm sure we're going to start hearing about going public soon because that'll be a that'll be a thing. And it, it's those it's it it allows the, you the freedom uh, to be able to focus on those business problems, and then that reinforces that board level support because the training team is right in the thick of it because they have the data because the the day to day stuff is effortless. The business problems are the focus, not the operational challenges. Yeah, I'm excited to be. The most recent project we've been doing together is the uh, is around finance and making sure that all of our recognition is done absolutely accurately all the way through the business. Um, absolutely central to where Fordrock as a company is going right now. Um, and yet the, the most important part of that was getting it right for the learning business because 
as a company, I have the highest number of transactions going through the organization of, of any part of the business. Um, so we have to be accurate in what we're doing, and that comes down to the, the, the data we have in Administrate. So we have to make that really tightly integrated, and everyone's just worked together to solve the problem, and uh, we've got a really good final solution in place that uh, is really delivering exactly what the business needs from me to know exactly how how is our revenue flowing um, and to be really accurate with it. One of the things that I think organizations struggle with, other than the fact that they don't have maybe a um, digital expert working on on their training systems, is that training is always a separate thing. You know, uh, you you leave your job and you go sit down on a computer or, or you stop doing your tasks and you open up a digital learning screen, you do that. And then when you're done with that, you go back to work, you know, and that mentality, I think it's sort of the automatic way people want to do training. It's an add on or it's an extra thing or a side project without making it the focus of what an organization really needs. You know, and I can only speculate, but we, based on the, the research we've done, people talk about the stickiness of learning as a major problem. And of course it would be if you're taking it out of the context of the business and saying, this is the separate thing, you know, than your job. The part of what I found really interesting about what John was talking about last time, um, and I hope I'm remembering it correctly, was that some of your employees, uh, Kevin, can do their training while they're working or even call up training while they're working? Is that true? Absolutely. It, we're an engineer, a software engineering company. Um, we need to provide learning continuously through the day to enable people to do their jobs. Um, it, it's absolutely central to, a, to the whole culture. Um, so people can just dip into learning at any point um, we've got most of our learning is, uh, it, I think, in technical training. Most of what we're dealing with is actually long form classroom style training, um, but we have it available both in a, in a blended format, live virtual. We have it as self paced, uh, hosted on the administrator LMS. Um, people can go and do learning at any point, and they need to because they won't be able to do their jobs if they can't do that. So. The whole culture is around having learning available when you need it and in the formats you need it and chunked it down so that you can go and find the right content at the right time. So, uh, yes, it, it's absolutely central to, to everything that everyone in the company does. I guess a question, one one of my last questions is, you know, we're, we're taking a pretty close look at how you two work together um, what lessons can we apply to someone in general that, you know, maybe is struggling with their training program or, you know, their CEO has said, we're going to expand our company by 200 people and you, you have to get this training system up to speed. You know, sort of what general, general advice would you have for how they might approach something like that? From my perspective, I would say it's, it's understanding the value that you you are contributing to the business as a whole and then going and working out how your training solutions can fit that um, it's it's really important to to find that fit into the business strategy because if 
if you don't find that, then it just delivering the right learning programs, it's never going to be successful. So we've, good example, recently we've, we've just gone through um, global security certification. All of that was done by rolling out an internal program, but it was so, so focused on a key corporate objective that everyone bought into it and everyone took part in the learning. Um, but finding those links to the to the the value to the organization as a whole and then delivering against it rather than think about what can my learning system do? How do I build? We all get too detailed, too deep into the individual pieces of content and how's the program structured and how are we going to make sure it gets rolled out? Actually, that it's important, but why are you doing it is even more important. And you've got to find that why and then deliver it. Well said. John, what would your advice be? You know, I, I there's probably plenty of things that could come out of the experience we've had with Forgerock. And <clears throat> there's been a lot of success, I would say, on, on both sides. Uh, but, but for me, really, candidly, it's just the fact that we've always had a very transparent, very, uh, we've always focused on having a very sustainable relationship. And th those are two core values of administrate that we have as a company and that we strive for. We're not always perfect, but that those are two of the, the things that we say are really important to us. And I think there has been, there have been numerous times where Kevin and I have sat down or Kevin's team or our team have sat down opposite each other and just said, these things right here are not working for us. We need to be able to achieve these things, these goals over here. And how are we going to find a way towards that. And that doesn't always mean, you know, administrate going out and building some software or Kevin's team paying us mm -hmm. more money or anything like that. It's just having very frank, open conversations about the problems of today, where we are on the journey to the future. And I would say that that's been a huge learning for us as an organization. And it actually influenced how we began to pivot the business and our strategy over the last five years, because we said we need more customer relationships like we've had with Kevin and his team and the team at Fordrock uh, more broadly. And we need fewer of these kind of transactional um, relationships where we're just a, a you know, web-enabled VCR for learning content. And and so really where, where our success has come from at Administrate has been finding more and more of these uh, deep relationships. And then a funny thing happens because the closer that we work with customers and the more open and transparent we are with them and they with us about their goals and what they need to achieve, you know, we've, we've started to see patterns emerge and then customers are saying basically the same things to us. And that's, that's when we really know we're on the right path. And then the customers all meet each other and then they start ganging up on us. And, <laughs> and then, you know, that's really, wow. a, that's really what it's all about for us is then, then we really know that we're, we're building something that is meaningful and, and on the right, on the right track because in, in software and as a software startup, although we're, um, you know, we've been at this for a few years now, uh, understanding what customers need to be successful is, is difficult and it's not black and white. And, uh, and that for me is the big takeaway is those, those deep partnerships that are not, it's not perfect. And there's been some, you know, heightened tempers and, and Kevin's much more polite cause he's British. Uh, and, but you know, those, those things happen, but they have to happen to, to make it really successful long-term. 
Mm. What do I say? That uh, I think I'd phrase it generally. Sometimes it's been painfully transparent, yeah. but um, <laughs> but it's been really worthwhile because I haven't had to change my learning infrastructure at all. The edtech stack we've got is the same one we had six years ago, and we are substantially larger organisation. We're dealing with substantially larger number of students, and yet we've not had to change our core systems. That's just a benefit for everybody. And we've been able to invest as a business in building content and good software and not have to invest huge amounts of headcount into just delivering learning programs that should just happen. They should be easy to do. And uh, it's it's been a very, very valuable partnership. Well, Kevin, John, um, it's been really great having you guys on the show and listening to your talk. Um, I think that there's, you know, the takeaway I'm getting from this is, is, you know, essentially what you're saying, John, that if you can find someone you can work with and not just buy their product and then move on, that that's, that's where the value lies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks again, John and Kevin, for taking the time to join us today. Thanks very much. Yeah, thank you. You're most welcome. Listeners, we are always interested in suggestions you might have. For what HR Works should cover next, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at HR Works Podcast with your suggestions or if you just want to say hi. Thank you for listening. This is Jim Davis with HR Works.